It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Yeah, you, know, you know, Rich, time passes unrelentingly. But I was just reminded a short time ago that April 4th, um, was the day Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee in 1968. That's amazing. Well, it certainly is, Dad. And I think this is the 51st anniversary of that event. Oh, is that right? Yeah, last year was MLK 50. And and so that, that caused me then to think about Memphis. Remember when we bought the radio station and, and developed the radio station, installed the radio station in Memphis, Tennessee? Uh, it's been a it's been a blessing uh, to be able to serve the Christian community ever since that time. How many years ago would that have been? I can't remember. When we started Bot Radio Network? No, 50s? when we started the station in Memphis. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that was in 86, I believe. In 1986. And it's been a blessing ever since. 50,000 watts. Hmm. Uh, 50,000 watts. It covers all the way from into Mississippi, I guess, clear up. Uh, reaches into eight states. It's the largest coverage of any Christian formatted station in the nation. I was thinking how, the, how Memphis... Uh, kind of ties into the whole concept of Bot Radio Network, which, of course, was started 57 years ago in 1962, because our purpose was to serve the Lord by serving his people. And that's what we stuck with all of these years. We'll never change that, will we? No, because, you know, because well, you know the what? Word of I'm God e- is alive. It's the living you know, Word. I'm 85 now, so you got to promise right now on the air, you know, that that'll never change. I promise. It's the Word of God that has the power to change hearts and lives today, and His Word will not return void. And some of the most wonderful people came into our lives as a result of the radio station that we built there in Memphis, Tennessee. And one was Byron Tyler. Mm, from the very beginning. And he's kind of going to be our guest today. Well, Byron, you're on, you're on the line with us. How long have you been with us? Yes, sir. Uh, well, this uh, second time, I've been here two different occasions. <laughs> I was with the company uh, prior to your purchase of this station in 1986. I had started working when I was a young Bible college student here in Memphis back in 1982 for the previous owners. And then uh, you were so gracious, you and Rich came into town and purchased the station and offered me a position. And then God uh, led our family, after about seven years with Bot Radio Network, to, uh, to go with a mission organization called Transworld Radio, and we moved to the island of Guam. So we, we left Bot Radio for about a 10-year period, but uh, once we returned to the United States uh, back in 2002, uh, again, you and Rich graciously offered me a position to come back. So I just celebrated this month 17 years here in April, back the second time. And I was just telling Rich this morning, you know the Memphis area. I mean, from A to Z, you and Todd Payne, our manager there, right. know the Memphis area from A to Z, don't you? Yes, sir, we how, do. How old I go were back you? To something you said at the beginning, if you don't mind, when you were talking about the outreach of our station with... 50,000 watts, as Rich alluded to, reaching into eight states. 
we received, I don't know if you remember this, but you were here and you pushed the button when we switched from 10,000 watts to 50,000 watts. And I remember you pushing the button on the air live and we made that. And we received a call that day from Monroe, Louisiana, from a farmer who was driving his combine in the fields and listening to our station in Monroe, Louisiana. And uh, and then soon after that, we received a call from Longview, Texas, from a guy. He said, I've been listening to Bot Radio Memphis for 13 years. So uh, it's interesting with that powerful signal just uh, beyond, uh, you know, places where it reaches. You know, as I've told Rich over the many years, it isn't transmitters and towers and equipment. Uh, it's people. And what you do with it is what you do with it that makes a difference. And we wanted WCRV there in Memphis to be a blessing and to bring people together, to help people find each other and bind up the wounds too often all over America, you see, for sure all over America. But that was our purpose. Throughout that whole region. Byron, they call that the Mid-South, don't they? Exactly right, Rich. Yeah, the Mid-South area. We're that tri-state area here in Memphis where we actually got Mississippi, Arkansas, you know, right here at the the edge of West Tennessee. So we reach a lot of people even beyond these uh, three areas. And Memphis is right at the hub of the Mid-South. Now, on April 4th in 1968, when uh, Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., was assassinated in Memphis. How old were you, Byron? I was six years old. And you grew up in Memphis. Yes, what, sir. What do you remember of that day? What do you remember of that day? I mean, here you were um, in 1960, six years old, little six-year-old boy. What do you remember? What I remember most is I remember being afraid, Mr. Bott, because uh, when the news hit that Dr. King had been assassinated, there was rioting and there was a lot of emotion going on in our city. And I remember that my mom received a call from her sister. Uh, the, the, the local bus transit uh, service had been shut off. And my cousin was working downtown at a, at a department store and she couldn't get home. And my my uh, mom's sister called and said, can you please go get Linda? She she needs somebody to pick her up. And this was a very tense moment. And I remember my mom putting me in the back seat of the 65 Chevy Malibu and and asked me to get on the floorboard of the car. Uh-huh. She drove downtown Memphis to, to, to pick up my cousin. Yeah. And I just remember, I didn't know what was going to happen. I just remember being afraid. I was scared. How did you come to know the Lord, Byron? Well, I had uh, I was raised in in, in a home that uh, was uh, very dysfunctional. My my parents divorced when I was about six. Yeah. And and uh, so and that I, hey, wait a minute, that was all that same time in your life. Exactly, it all happened about the same time. Right. It was very a lot a lot of a lot of things happened during that time, and so I remember. Um, as a teenager, just looking for hope and looking for something more out of life. And a, a friend of mine uh, that I went to high school with, he had received Jesus, and I had seen a difference in his life, but I didn't understand what was happening. And 
he came and told me what Jesus Christ had done for him, and I said, you know, that's what I want. I want, I want to have that hope. I want to have that assurance of my sins forgiven and the joy that you're talking about. I want to receive that. And so soon after that, he invited me to his little church, and I went there here in Memphis, and the pastor presented the gospel to me and gave me an opportunity to receive Christ. And that was um, just a wonderful time in my life. And that was probably 1978, I guess, that took place. Yeah, and you were how old at that time, roughly? I was about uh, 16, I believe. Yeah, so you, you were a teenager, and somebody invited you to come to church, or somebody gave you the gospel message, and your heart was hungry, your heart was open. Coming from a dysfunctional family and all of that, isn't it wonderful that people care enough about other people to share oh, the I'm gospel so with them? Tell me about, um, uh, is it Reverend Dr. Rufus Smith now? Because I want the people to hear, I want the people to feel what's happening in Memphis, what can happen everywhere in America, what should happen everywhere in America. Tell us, tell us about Dr. Tell us about his church a little bit, and I want the people to hear what you recorded, what you recorded from his words. Well, Rich probably remembers too, Mr. Bob. We both attended the special uh, MLK 50th, the 50th anniversary last year of Dr. King's assassination here in Memphis. There was a big event here. Uh, I remember Rich and I had the opportunity to drive down to the Lorraine Motel where the actual assassination took place. Uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson was there on the balcony giving a speech. Rich, you remember doing that when we walked up to that point? Sure, I do. Yeah, yeah and so we had a chance to, you yeah. know, to be there. Uh, but um, uh, getting back to your question, Hope Presbyterian Church is part of the Evangelical Presbyterian yeah. Church denomination, and uh, the church has a, a great outreach here in our city, and uh, Rufus uh, is an African-American pastor, that uh, the first one at that particular church, and uh, they have a very good outreach into multi-racial uh, uh, you know, ministry in our, in our city. And so uh, he was invited to speak at the MLK 50 conference, and yeah. I was on the front row, and I had okay. my camera, and I had my tape rolling, and he started talking. I just started recording what you, he was saying. You know, uh, because, Byron, you're everywhere in Memphis. I've kind of found out over the many years. But you recorded you recorded his statement, and I want our listening audience to hear it. Now, there are many good churches in Memphis and many wonderful pastors in Memphis, and they come in all different colors, don't they? I mean, they love the Lord and have an outreach to the area. But I want the people to hear now. What is it? Is it Reverend and Pastor Pastor Rufus Smith? What he had to say. Here it is. April fourth in our nation's history, in this city's history, we had a bold weevil moment when an assassin bullet knocked down Dr. Martin Luther King. But I'm here to say to you and to, to say to everyone, listen, it is time for us to stop stewing in the assassination and start brewing in the resurrection. Let me say that again. It is time for us to stop stewing in the assassination and start brewing in a resurrection. We who are here tonight 
can begin to rewrite the narrative, not only of the country, but of the church, if we would but take seriously the gospel mandate and get over our prejudice like Peter, our spiritual blind spots like Peter, being selfishly stubborn like Peter, being partially obedient like Peter, being socially distant like Peter. And the Lord has said to us, as Karen Ellis told us so well, that if you go and make disciples of all ethnicities, that's what that word nations are, starting locally and globally, behold, I will be with you until the ends of the earth. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my martyr. Sometime your reputation will be martyred and killed in Jerusalem, Judea, but also Samaria and the utmost parts of the earth and we ought to go from this place and make sure that we are sharing the gospel and be a Joe Sorella in somebody's life because he promised he would be with us and I don't know about you but as long as I know that he is with me then I have the courage and the power to go out and do anything no matter what the reputation is is because he is with me. Can I tell you who he is? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to quit. Jesus will be with us. Jesus. He is the highest of the high who became the lowest of the low and the richest of the rich who became the poorest of the poor. He will be with us and with his power we can do whatever he has assigned for us to do. The one who fills heaven with his glory, earth with his goodness, hell with his fury will be with us. The one who is sinless in his steps, silent in his suffering, sacrificed for our sin, shepherd of our soul, sovereign in his action will be with us no matter what we're going through he is our power he is the answer to our agonies balm for our bruises I almost feel like preaching he's cured from my calamity he's delivered from my distress he's an eraser from my error fixing up my fault glad me when I'm going hide me you know what you know what Rich Everyone listening right now, everyone listening right now, all the way up into Indiana, down into Texas, out in California, if everyone would just listen carefully to what he said and then think very much about the words to this song. Here it is. When my way groweth drear, precious Lord lingered near, when my life is almost gone Hear my cry Hear my call Hold my hand Lest I fall Take my hand Precious Lord Lead me home Precious Lord Take my hand, lead me on, let me stand, I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm warm. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light, take my hand. 
Precious Lord, lead me on When the shadows appear And the night draweth near And the day is past and gone Precious Lord, lead me home. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on. Let me stand. I'm tired. I'm weak. I'm old. Through the storm. My hand, precious Lord, lead me home. Yeah, that's what it really—that's what it really is about, folks. Mm-hmm. That's what it really is about. I love it. What Ken Ham says, and then Alveda King, Doctor King's niece, says, "One race, one blood." One people, if we are in the family of God, if we are in the family of God, of course, in any event, is one race and is one blood. And um, and then Satan, um, of course, he wants to get in there and he wants to mess everything up, doesn't he? Right. Remember you had Miles McPherson on uh, the other day and he said, call everyone brother and sister. Yes, he did. That's Because we're all exactly part of the right. same family. Now, I have thought, now, Easter, you see, once again— is not going to be that many weeks away. I mean, time it's coming right passes up. so quick. And I have often thought over the over the years, there was when Christ, you know, had his, and and when the crowds were there and the people were there and everybody was around having the feast and the banquets and and, but then at the cross, at the cross it was lonely. At the cross, folks, I think we need to remember that. At the cross, it can be a lonely place because it's just you and the Lord. Being a Christian, accepting the Lord as your Savior, is a very, very personal experience. Don't tell me about the church you belong to. Don't tell me about where you went to Sunday school. Don't tell me about whether you never went to church or Sunday school. That has nothing to do with the decision that is before you. And, uh, and of all things, who would have ever thought that a singer by the name of Johnny Cash, you see, would have recorded that song, uh, Were You There, you see, um, at the cross, at the cross. And I have often thought in my mind, what a lonely, what a lonely, you, you know, man alive. Listen to the way he sings it. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they crucified 
my Lord. I've never heard that rendition, but it just told the story the way I've often felt it, the way I've often felt it on that day. Wow. When the sky turned black. It must have been a very lonely experience. That's a haunting rendition of that song. Well, yes. And then, of course, we later on, later on, we learned to call it Good Friday. Mm, that's because good of Friday. Easter Sunday. But nobody thought, nobody thought at that time anything was good. 
nobody, but God knew. Mm, yeah. God knew. And that's why this whole program and the whole focus, we want people to say, keep your eyes on the cross, for goodness sake, for goodness sake. It's the cross of Christ, not your denomination, not your church, not your color, not your anything, not your age, um, or anything else. Keep your eyes on the cross, and here's the message. Oh, Lord, with my life, I want to serve Thee. And Lord, guide my steps that I might see The pathway that you would have me follow Every day to lead others And bring glory to thy name Thy love, for in sin my life was tossed, and mercy I'm not worthy of. Help me never to forget, with your blood you suffered loss, to redeem and set me free. Lord, keep my eyes on the cross. And Lord, when I'm tempted to forsake Thee, When this road of faith is filled with deep despair Help me know that when you died you were forsaken By the world and on the cross Your love and mercy were unfurled Lord, keep my eyes on the cross. Yes. Men alive, which we're out of time. That's about all the we're time we have. Time, yeah. Give the listener comment line. 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you on our listener comment line. 1-800-345-2621. That's right. Whatever the problems are in the world, whatever they have been, it is always a cross of Christ to which we give our attention. This is Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story as a public service. I'll see you later. 